I will not have her tunnel banded around this office willy-nilly. I can make that dream come true too, aka for you. Eat it out. There's people starving in the world, which I hate. Oh, love me. Pathetic. Milligan, please, Everett. Sessions. Right then, here we go again. Um, firstly, need to say thank you for uh, all the response to episode one going out. We didn't ever expect, um, or I certainly didn't, that we'd get uh, as much positive feedback straight away. I was half expecting everyone to be coming in like, what's this rubbish? What are you talking about? Um, so yeah, really overwhelmed with the uh, with the positivity. Thank you. Keep that coming in. I'll read that all day long. Steve, I, I know you were happy with it. Yeah, I always like to be told I'm good. He doesn't enjoy a bit of praise. Just a load of uh, people well, telling us what good job right. they're doing. Yeah. Well, we're doing. if they say that, say la vie. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, before we start, actually, Steve, um, with episode two, a couple of the guys who listened in my office uh, wanted me to ask you a few questions. Um, obviously, Shoot. Obviously, they know me um, and are familiar with me and, and everything I do. So uh, they just wanted to find out a bit about more, uh, a bit more about you, I think. Cool. Uh, I've got them written down here, so I'll um I'll just sort of open it. obviously remember they're not they're not from me. I okay. I know you. So okay. these these guys, I just wanted to find out a little bit more. So the first one, uh, Steve, you sound like you're uh, from London. Uh, are you working in an office uh, up here, or have you moved your chimney sweep business up north? Um, well, it's important to diversify. These <laughs> these days, I do a lot of it online. Chimney sweeping online. Yeah, the bookings at least. Okay, yeah. Getting cool. around can be a little bit difficult. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, Not so many people have chimneys these days, which is a bit annoying. Yeah, I guess dying out, dying out. Or maybe um, you'll have to find a new um, new stereotypical job from London <laughs> to, uh, to do. Well, I always have my um, pie and mash shop, yeah, jelly deals. Absolutely. That's, that's what, jelly deals never die. No, they might come up in some other questions to follow, maybe. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, uh, next question, Steve. Um, are you a full-time uh, export living up here in the north, or do you sort of still commute home? Um, and maybe you're you're staying here in the country on the weekends to get away from the smog. There's far more smog up here. It's <laughs> it's tropical in London compared to up tropical, here. Tropical, yeah. London is tropical. It's um, it's a real culture shock, even in the Midlands, freezing. It never is know, cold. Never known anything like it. And uh, yeah, Beast from the East, you say he's back on the wall, coming back. Yep. Yeah, prepare everyone, there you go, informative. <laughs> we've got the office, we've got a little bit of banter, light-hearted, funny, and uh, and weather. Yeah, yeah. We, bring be- it, we bring it all. <laughs> uh, last question. Um, uh, it's a bit of a follow-on, actually. Obviously, if you are a full-time export up here in the north, um, they're guessing that you've probably got an empty London apartment. Of course. Uh, of which you're renting that out to. They've asked, uh, do you get three or four people um, in your in, in each room? We just have one uh, Russian oligarch. <laughs> Who's never there. Who's never there. Brilliant. No. Perfect. Okay, cool. Well, I'll um, I'll report back with your answers. Um, Anytime. Yeah, and see if there's some more to follow. Uh, Shall we crack on with, uh, with episode two then? Yep, let's do it.
Here we go then. So uh, series one, episode two is kicked off with uh, with Brent showing us basically some more of his professionalism, uh, answering his voicemails or ignoring his voicemails, trying to lob his machine out the window. So I told you, who listens to voicemails? He's say, yeah, he's a bit, uh, a bit like you. Oh, too good for voicemails. Don't do voicemails. <laughs> Maybe, uh, what were we saying last week about um, people who are a bit Brent-esque, a bit unprofessional? Oh, what can uh, I say? Needing to be loved. What was the other one? Massively hard. Fa- failing comedians, massively hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's one trait there from uh, from Stephen Brent. Yeah, nice. um, maybe we'll expose Prob- well, some maybe. more of your Brent esque nature later in the uh, later in the series. Um, but yeah, what a start? What a start? It's hey. quite funny though lobbing, when he lobs the machine. Yeah, <laughs> or, drop, or drops the machine. Uh, that, that's, that's okay. Right. That's, that's okay. <laughs> Legend. Introduce this to um, to Donna. I only realised that it was the character from Not Going Out about two or three weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I knew I knew that I knew her from somewhere. The face. But I just couldn't picture um, the real eureka moment, which made me feel like a bit of a div, I'm not going to lie. Oh, so everyone now listening can be like, when they're watching Not Going Out, I don't know, is yeah. it still on? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think. I'm sure there's a bit. Lee, Lee Mack, isn't it? It always seems like there's a Christmas special. Yeah, so. it's one of those that kind of repeats, I'm sure. Yeah. Where they can be sat with their loved ones and... Um, Oh, you know who? Uh, you know who that was? Who, who she played fifteen years ago? Yeah, old yeah. Sally Breton. Absolute nugget of uh, information there. So straight away you've uh, you've got that one. You can See? keep that. Inform- Take that with Informative. But the other um, other bit of trivia, I suppose, in the first scene is um, a little Easter egg that they've snuck in there. Is the person leaving the voicemails is Stephen Merchant? Yeah. So trivia. One of his uh, few parts in it, obviously, apart from the writing. Um, yeah, do you reckon he maybe regrets not having a bigger part? Giggity. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially, but um, maybe he just liked sort of being behind the scenes and running the show. Yeah, true. Who knows? Gervais uh, sort of was the face, wasn't he, and got all the, uh, yeah, Gervais, the accolades. Gervais is a bit like the guys in the warehouse. He's the hands, <laughs> and Merchant was the humour. More to come on that later. <laughs> <laughs> Then we go on to Brent's first talking head of the of the episode, where he starts talking about unconditional trust, mutual, likewise, reciprocated, <laughs> um, and then starts talking about his wants his staff to be getting a job done whilst having a laugh, whilst having a laugh at work, yeah. um, without the the sword of Damocles <laughs> hanging Girl over the head. Sword of Damocles. It's, it's kind of a, a even real... even that reference is like unknowledgeable. Yeah, I know, I, I've, got, I've got these awkward cultural references that no one else will know. Exactly like um, forget oh, go some. Yeah, you know, get it's that a bit in more there. mainstream, but yeah, that's uh, that's still you know. It's it's a fact that he feels like he has to use a bit of Latin. Oh, always. You know? If you want to sound posh and knowledgeable and uh, chief, drop some Latin. So I include Latin in all my emails. Just make it up <laughs> Latin in my emails. Yeah, yeah, I often use Latin in my emails. <laughs> got to be done. Uh, um. Yeah, it goes to show it's one of these where he, he clearly wants to be the guy that redefines management style and he's, you know, making it in his own image of I can get the job done whilst having a laugh. We don't need to have this professional sort of fuddy duddy oh, atmosphere. He says, don't he get a new rule book? Yeah, Re- be, rewrite the rule book. To be fair, just for me. I'm going to put it out there right now. I'd love for him to be my boss. I think he'd be ledge. <laughs> I think if you sort of, yeah. If, if you played you... the Tim role and you just kind of played along with it and sucked up to him a little bit 
I think it'd be brilliant. I reckon it'd be all right, but do you reckon you'd struggle with kind of? I can't imagine ever getting anything done or actually progressing or. Um, as long as you're getting paid, I don't it know, cares. If you're getting some good bunts, then yeah, yeah. it don't matter, does it? But yeah, there's I don't know. There's a certain satisfaction in actually. Do you uh, get doing as much bunts? Is it? Oh, you'd you'd be the one to know. Is there much bunts in? Paper merchants? Uh, some of the orders we used to take were quite big. Yeah, we used to go. sell some some hefty paper to places like John Lewis. Um, you make a lot. Yeah, listen to me getting all excited. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't grow on trees. <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, the stuff I was doing wasn't really uh, massive, and people weren't really using print anymore. It's all online nowadays, isn't it? Killed, yeah. killed the paper industry. Exactly. It's all change. Let's go ripping. <laughs> Who does your tampons? It works with the turtle. What's the joke? What works? What works with the turtle? It's an interesting one. Oh, we want to hear what you think works with the turtle. You create the the build up to that joke. We want your setup, and we want you to send it to us on Twitter with hashtag What works with the turtle? <laughs> yes, love that. I want as many as possible because maybe uh, maybe that's why they cut it. Do you think yeah. it is actually a joke? Does yeah, it it's exist? Got, it's got. Well, it's got to be a joke about turtle. It's Tur- got to be. Turtles are funny. I, f- I think, regardless, our listeners are funny. I'm uh, sure they are. They got to be to be uh, interested. Some in this, of, surely. Some of the interaction we have on Twitter is is class. Absolutely. Interesting though that they uh, didn't show the whole joke in the show. Obviously, yeah. Gervais has written this, so it's not like <laughs> Gervais is stitching Brent up, but. Um, is like this it. like a, yeah, he's got the room, they're all laughing, they're, uh, even Malcolm, who was giving him loads of shit in the last one, he's giggling like a little schoolgirl out of that uh, little turtle joke, so. Got a meeting at the palm of his hand. <laughs> so yeah, why are they, um, you know, maybe Brent isn't this big buffoon that that he's been made out to be, maybe it's just, uh, it's media. It is a stitch up job, isn't it? Hashtag fake news. Fake news, yeah. They've, they've made him look like a fool. So yeah, maybe he's uh, he is an entertainer. He See, is a comedian. Before his time. But what is the turtle joke? We need to know. Yeah. Hashtag what works with a turtle. <laughs> so in this this next meeting, again talking about redundancies and that sort of thing, he's also to introduce Donna, daughter of a family friend. Family friend, best Ron, friends. Ron and Elaine. Um, Ron's not only a copper, but he's a bloody big bugger. <laughs> um, another interesting fact, Ron and Elaine, Stephen Merchant's parents. Yeah, real parents as well. Yeah. Actual, got them in. You would though, wouldn't you? Yeah, you got to. If, right, if you're writing a thing, a yeah. TV show, you get your mum and dad in. you got to get, give them a nod, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a, another, well, it kind of sets the tone for the, the episode, doesn't it? The whole... The theme of this episode, I would say, is probably sexism. It's, <laughs> it's, it's yes. absolutely. That's not funny, by the way. I'm not <laughs> laughing at sexism. I hate it. This, this, uh, I've always said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, I know, but I've I always say it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. Just, we can say it as a collective podcast. We hate sexism. Yeah, don't do sexism, guys. But yeah, you, you see it with multiple characters in this, in this episode, um, and probably none more so than here when. Donna's asked if she wants to receive some swollen goods. <laughs> there are some good puns. Uh, it's uh, it gets a bit out of hand. And Brent again, to be fair, he acts a bit like a manager. Absolutely slaps it down, slaps doesn't he? Slaps it down, tells him get out. That's it. It's the uh, it's the face that does it for me. It's <laughs> yeah. it's just genius. I will not have her tunnel banded around this office 
willy-nilly. And we've got a lovely bit from Gareth sort of <laughs> joining the fight against sexism. Get, get your bra off. Get your bra off. <laughs> Again, Brent slaps that down immediately. Um, <laughs> it's like talking to a child. Do you want to go out as well? <laughs> but then it. when he comes back with a relevant point about women's libbers... Yeah, to be fair, he saves it. Saves yeah, it well. Again, Brent, he's, a, he's very quick to on hand to say, yeah, good point. Good point. A little touch. Just to make good sure point. that everyone knows he's against sexism in all forms. He hates it. Do as you're told. Why, what are you going to do? Phone me. Gareth giving it massive about being team leader again. Telling Tim, do as you're told. His stupid title. Um, Catch a little yeah. glimpse of his uh, his little holster carrying oh. his uh, his gun. Oh no, it's not a gun. <laughs> it's a portable phone. I hope he's got a license to carry that. <laughs> Tim just literally loses it, doesn't he? The, the laugh as soon as he yeah, sees yeah. it is unreal. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and then uh, basically the hero of all comedy comes along and gets amongst it, and it just can't help himself. Can can't he? help himself. Has to get. It's a, to be fair, it's a good impression. He yeah, does, he does yeah, well. I'll give him that. It's solid, isn't it? Yeah. Off the cuff as well. You can certainly, um, yeah, you can certainly say fair play to him for that. Yeah. Let's hear it. Let's hear it for Brent. <laughs> <laughs> And then we go um, into Brent introducing Donna to email. <laughs> yeah, have you used email before? Um, what year was it? 2003? Yeah, 2001. 2001. Wow. So, there you go. Uh, early days. Most people have used email by then. Yeah. Is that a valid question? I can't remember. It, no, it's a stupid question. Yeah. It's a very... Do you think that's another kind of um, authoritative, get yourself on a, on a pedestal, or oh, have you used email? Yeah, a I've bit. used email because I'm a hero. Yeah, yeah, that's Brent for you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, email. Unfortunately, in this case, turns out to be his undoing, doesn't it? Absolutely. We find yeah. out the uh, the real kind of meat behind the episode, really now, don't we? Yeah, it's where we get into the the main storyline, isn't it? The the theme of the story is um, basically who sent a picture of Brent getting jizzed on. This filth. Yeah. <laughs> Why is she opening it though? Um, well, you if you know what, yeah, but if you know what the email is, it depends what system they had. Maybe they didn't have a preview in those days. Oh, maybe. So yeah. this is early days ish. Yeah, just get get off your screen when your boss yeah. is coming. Yeah, just go to the loo or something. Yeah, just although I get... suppose email is the go-to, isn't it? Oh, I'm working. Yeah. I'm on my emails. Yeah, but then again, I suppose how are they to know they've got filth, Por- <laughs> porno laughs being sent around. But it had already been printed out for Joan. Yeah. Most of the officers are already ten, seen it. Ten times. <laughs> Everyone put their under. <laughs> and Brent says, um, yeah, who, oh, you got a new one, new email. Yeah. So maybe she was the last to receive it. I don't know. Maybe. maybe we're looking into this too much. I'm not sure. I would have thought so. I'd, I like to think that she wasn't involved, but when they saw Brent come over, they decided to stitch her <laughs> up as well. Stitched her up, yeah. That's uh, the sort of thing I'd do. That's one for Canterbury Tales. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this bit's brilliant when he starts talking. He, he kind of gets himself into a bit of a hole anyway, doesn't he? Because he starts talking about who else has seen this filth and yeah. how he hates it because it, it degrades, degrades women. Who else has seen this filth? You know what I'm talking about. Who else has seen this filth? And then gets himself kind of a bit tangled, doesn't he? And then he starts... Um, he starts saying about women are dirty. Women are dirty, yeah, because you know he doesn't know it's a bloke that's done the picture, but he's got his suspicions, obviously, yeah. as you would with that kind of filth. Um, but women are just as dirty. No, the... name, no naming any <laughs> names. I don't know any. <laughs> but on camera, he can't be seen to 
be stitching up just the blokes, so it's got to be equal. It's yeah, got absolutely. to be PC. Women are dirty. So then we, we head into the, the office scene where Brent and Gareth are talking about the, the whole scenario and how he hates it, that it's sexist and it degrades women and it's, it's offensive. Not, it's not because he's in it. No, it's, no. It's just because it degrades women. Yeah. He's not, not bothered about being uh, banded around the office. No. With two guys doing that all over doesn't him. doesn't mind being a cum sponge. <laughs> cum sponge, it, love it. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? He's, again, trying to prove that he's not sexist. He's absolutely all over it. But it's a little bit of a uh, competition, isn't it? Who's the least sexist between him and Gareth? Yeah. He sort of shuts him down. And, um, no, 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 no. He, he brings up the um, the censoring of the, the internet, which will uh, we'll play a part again a bit later on. Yeah. Um, and he starts mentioning about put typing in sex and fetish, <laughs> which brings me on to the, the first quiz of, first oh, no. quiz of, the, uh, of the episode one. for you. <laughs> another one of Steve's quizzes. Brilliant. So... Right, basically. Here comes here comes the paper again. <laughs> Question one. During the scene, Brent mentions about typing in sex fetish, two thousand two hundred and thirty matches. Now, it definitely wasn't on my favourites bar. <laughs> I had to search in Google the words sex fetish. Yeah, cool. It's auto automatically filled it in for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many matches did you think it got? Two thousand and one. 2,230 according to this. 2,230 back is then. It, is it A? Nearly 20 years ago. Is it A? 10.6 million. <laughs> B? What growth that is. 17.6 million. <laughs> That's the smallest. Or C? 25.6 million. Oh man. Sex fetish. I mean they're pretty broad. Sex is going to bring massive amounts of responses. You're just um, guessing aren't you? Fetish is again could be anything. So broad. I mean, not that I'm really clued up on on that oh, sort yeah, of thing. Oh yeah, of course yeah, not. Nah, nah. <laughs> um, I don't I, even have to work the internet. I'm gonna go with a 17 million one. It is 17.6 million Bang. searches. Bingo! It took me ages to go through them. <laughs> oh, man. But that's the kind of investigation and study I do for this podcast for you listeners. I've seen some very, very strange things. It's all for you. What, what's your favourite fetish? Or is, is this gonna is this coming it, up in the quiz? It, it may it may be. <laughs> it does lead us quite nicely on to question two. Um if I was to ask you what's the most common fetish Here we go. The answer that I got only from uh from the internet, certainly not from my own my own experience, but it was rubber. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um now, I said yeah then like yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know what you mean yeah rubber. yeah that's, that's that's my fetish yeah it's well, it's a good one isn't it um, you can do a lot with rubber but second apparently <laughs> the second biggest fetish was body fetishism <laughs> which basically um, includes a whole variety of things to do with the body now number one is feet I think if you were to ask anyone what's the number one body fetish feet is the the standard one that people kind of yeah it's the it, go to and yeah. all you got a fetish about feet you're a bit weird but i want to know what is the second most popular body fetish is it a body size <laughs> b body hair or c nails ah oh, they're all equally weird not that there's a problem with any of them if any of you are into that sort of thing um Nails, that's... Nah, I can't... I don't think I can get on board with that one. Um, 
body size, that's quite broad, so I think that might be the winner. I'm going to go body size. It is body size. Yes, two from two. Two, two for two oh, on no, the, no, the no. sex fetish <laughs> quiz. Hmm. Read, what, read what you want into that. Interesting. Dutch girls must be punished for having big boobs. Now, you do not punish someone, Dutch or otherwise, for having big boobs. If anything, they should be rewarded. They should be equal. Women are equal. I've always said that, so... So now that Brent has, uh, has mentioned about one of the 2,230 matches that he's brought up, and it, it mentions about Dutch girls being punished for having big boobs, I thought I'd do a little bit of research. Oh, yeah. And Good. the next question is to do around the average Dutch cup size. <laughs> so you've got these women that are um, being punished for having big boobs, but what is the average Dutch cup size? Is well, it A, B, C uh... or D? <laughs> what are the options? <laughs> what are the options again? Always <laughs> the same. Always the same. What was A? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else getting that? No? Uh, okay. Um, if they happen to be punished for having big boobs, then that would mean that the norm or the average is smaller. What's average anywhere? I don't know. I really want to get three out of three, though. I've done my research. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think I'm going to go with C. C? Unfortunately. <sighs> it, it surprised me, to be fair. The answer is A. No way. Yeah. Interesting. 30, 36% of Dutch women have A cup size. I wish I knew what to take from that. Do you know what the UK average is? Uh, no, but I'm sure you can tell me. Average is a D. <laughs> I fucking which know what difference. 57% of UK women have a cup size D, which is also the largest in Europe. Wow. So, what a place to live. Why would you want a Brexit? That's one <laughs> thing that we're winning at. Oh, political. <laughs> we're winning. <laughs> we're winning boob size. Winning you know that. I mean? Win that. It might so. be because there's a lot of large lasses, but you know, never mind. <laughs> Steady on. Final question. God, there's what? more. As of August 2018, what are the world's biggest artificial implant breasts? Why did the record stop at 2018? It's the last I could get. Okay, interesting. Is it A, 34 K? Wow. B, 34 N? Or C, 34 P? <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Um... I mean, I can't even imagine what any of those would look like, so... Fucking massive. They're going to be big, aren't they? Um, I'm going to go double N. Is it, it N? It is, is double N. N. Yeah! It is. Three, a, three from four isn't bad, is it, to that, be fair? That's not bad on perv quiz. Perv you've, quiz. You've done well there. The only thing I got wrong was kind of something that could be related to cultural knowledge. The rest on sex, fetishes and implants, I've absolutely smashed. Happy days. Well done. And then we start um, seeing the beginning of the the investigation. Investigation. Where um, Brent puts Gareth in charge, gets his top man on the job. His best man on the job. Yeah, tries to make it really covert, which Gareth absolutely loves. He's absolutely loving it. See him straight yeah. away. The eyes of, I mean, he's got funny eyes. Anyway, <laughs> but they're, uh, he's buzzing. He's ready for this. He is going to need some stuff. <laughs> it's uh, it's that same old thing where you, I think I'm, I'm sure we've all worked with that person that they get a little bit of responsibility and they get given the office for the day or something like that yeah. and they can't wait. It's my office, you know. I must I must be big time these days. I've got an office. 
Yeah, it's an extra little bit of responsibility that Gareth clings on to. He loves it. <laughs> Absolutely loves that. And we get to see that um, in a bit when Tim gets the evidence of the previous signs. <laughs> Can you moonwalk? Uh, probably not anymore. Oh, here we go. Tim's uh, busting a few uh, MJ moves in the office. Love it. He's actually um, he's actually quite good, isn't he? Got some got some decent moves there. He but certainly has. Here comes Brent though to uh, to kind of get it all, nip it all in the bud, try and be the manager that we saw earlier in the episode. Um, but he just can't help himself, can he? No, he has to join in. He has to have a little go himself. He starts off with good intentions though. He's got the um, you know. Oh, have you sent that fax yet? A light, a light-hearted way of saying get back to work. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it's just it, there. There must be something um, I don't know in his psychology, maybe that just means he he just can't quite see it through. I think you can see that Tim is impressing Donna and the rest, and he's sort of like, oh, so I, I can see this little bit of thread here. I'm going to pull at that, and I'm going to try and get a bit of sort of um, praise and a bit of. Uh, yeah, it's a good angle, yeah, actually, a, to be fair. He, he wants a bit of self-worth himself. It's the standard uh, peacocking, isn't it? Lads, yeah. lads on a night out. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same... Dan- I don't know, he's dancing. I've never really been a dancer. No. Never really did that on nights out, but... It's, um, it's all that now, isn't it? Bloody <laughs> <laughs> <Any> kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, just, he gets involved, and then, I mean, what started out as good intentions ends up with uh, Jenny walking in. Catching yeah. him messing around again, basically. It's not looking good for uh, for Brent's reputation. It's tough because it, it looks as though it's it's all he ever does. But <laughs> has this just been, has he been stitched up? And all, of the, all of the good work that he's done, that he's done is it, has it been portrayed badly? Exactly. What can you do? Eh? He's having fun at work whilst getting the job done. Whilst getting the job done. Although I'm not sure that this is, uh, although technically new starter, settling in. It's it's a little thing I like to call morale. <laughs> morale is important, and you've got a new starter. She's been the victim of some sexist abuse early on. Yeah, it's got to settle her down, you know. Yeah, it, 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 what other way is there to to settle people down than a few robot moves? <laughs> Loves the robot. Uh, what, what else can you have? Nice little spin. Um, almost going into the filing cabinet. Can you can you moonwalk? Uh, yeah, easily. Oh. Interesting. I'll show you. I'll show you right now. <laughs> then we've got Gareth um, actually doing his investigation. Investigation in um, process. It's a, a funny one, this, because he's clearly taking pride with Keith. Um, Keith, for some reason, is nervous. I think he strikes me as a sort of guy that's always a little bit nervous. It doesn't look like he really cares. Yeah. But I, don't, I don't know if he's really nervous or whether he's just playing up to it a little bit. But he's, ta- he's taking full advantage of the. Am I making you nervous? Maybe, maybe it's the intimidating look through the blinds. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> he's closed it. He's got a little bit of uh, a little bit of dark in there. He's made an intimidating uh, atmosphere. To be fair. Well, he's it's because he's used to covert interrogations, isn't it? Exactly. This is where we find out why why Brent put his best man on the job. You know the phrase "softly, softly catchy monkey." I could catch a monkey. If I was starving, I could. I'd make poison darts out of the poison off of deadly frogs. One milligram of that poison can kill a monkey or a man. Prick yourself, you'll be dead within a day or longer. Different frogs, different times. Rather predictably, we've now got (laughs) poison frog quiz. (laughs) These uh, impromptu quizzes are going to be the talk of the town, I think. It's, it's It's an, you know... 
fair play the amount of research that goes into these i just hope the listeners understand has to be done so question number one poison frog quiz <laughs> is of the 170 species of poisonous frogs which is widely regarded as being the most poisonous is it a the golden poison frog is it b the amazonian dart frog or is it c the colombian arrow frog i've absolutely no idea and I'm going to go for the third option. Was it the arrow frog? Arrow sounds the most dangerous. So therefore, that's what I'm going to base my answer on. It's not. It's the golden poison frog, I'm afraid. Damn. Your poison frog quiz knowledge isn't as good as your fetish. <sighs> should have thought of that. Golden and poison in all in the same frog. They're based in Colombia. And Based. Yeah, based. <laughs> that's where his offices they, are. They do travel every now and then. Um they're between 1.5 centimetres and 6 centimetres big. Well, it's tiny, isn't it? Yeah, and he's the most poisonous. Most poisonous. Don't Decent. fuck with them. Yeah. Don't fuck good, with little frogs. Good frogs. <laughs> good frogs. <laughs> um, That's what you'd say if you saw one. Following on a little bit from Gareth's um, quote there, is one milligram of golden poison frog poison, how many men could that kill? Oh, good is question. It, is it A, 1 to 5? B, 10 to 20, or C, 100 to 150. Is this average men? Not like a load of big fat men or uh, just skinny men? men. Just men. Men, men, men. The average Dave. Um, can you give me the options again, please? Always the same. <laughs> A, 1 to 5. B, 10 to 20. C, 100 to 150. Oh, if it's the most poisonous, I'm going to go with the most men. 100 to 150. It's 10 it, to 20. Is that too many? I thought that was too many. 10 to 20. It. One milligram of poison, though. None. None, right. I also saw a statistic. One milligram, could, that's nothing. It could kill 10,000 mice. Wow. So if you ever had a mice problem... <laughs> get a frog. You might get, die, <laughs> but, but your mice will be gone. <laughs> Either way, not a problem anymore. Swings and roundabouts, every cloud. Now, Gareth says that he would use the poison from frogs to put it on darts and arrows... And uh, and catch a monkey. Softly, softly. I've done a little bit of research. And well, of course you have. What is widely regarded as the best way to catch a monkey? <laughs> is it A? As if there's options for this. Trap it in the ground. <laughs> hold in the ground with some nuts. Put <laughs> nuts. Their, put their arm in and they get caught. Is it B? Poison frog darts. <laughs> or is it C? Whack them out of the tree with a stick. <laughs> Did you did you lose interest in the research for C? Not necessarily. Whack them out of a tree with a stick. <laughs> A's got the most um, the most kind of thought to it, so I'm going to go with A. Although the nuts were suspicious. <laughs> it is A. Yeah. And and nuts are monkey bait. Is it? No. Are they monkey nuts? They're monkey nuts. Of course they are. <laughs> but yeah, apparently, best thing to do. Dig a hole, make the hole so big that they can get their hand in. They're not big enough that they can escape with the nuts. That's and because amazing. they want because they want the nuts so much, they won't drop them. So they'll be stuck there until someone comes and scoops them up. Brilliant. Now, why would you want to catch a monkey? That's what some people <laughs> like, might ask. That's what the listeners will be asking. They'll in, be screaming it at their <laughs> systems, whatever they're listening to on right now. In some cultures, monkey meat is seen as a bit of a delicacy. Yeah. Um. Now, if you were to catch a monkey and you wanted to sell it on the black monkey meat market, <laughs> how much is monkey meat worth 
Is it A, $100, B, $500, <laughs> or C, $1,000? It's like just a whole monkey, or are they like it doesn't monkey specify. legs, monkey thighs? Just a whole monkey. Monkey bit, bit breasts. Like a, bit like a whole chicken. Yeah. Um, whole cooked monkey. What's an average chicken? Like, you can get a chicken for a fiver now, can't you? Yeah. So let's scale that up to monkey that's a bit more precious. What was the first one? Hundred dollars. Hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. Thousand dollars. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five hundred because it's probably banned in most places. It's a hundred dollars. My invest. It's not bad, is it? Yeah. Next Christmas. What are you have for Christmas? <laughs> Turkey? No, I'm having monkey. I'm a monkey. I'm not sure how people would react to that. What are your thoughts on eating monkey? I'm not. Um, it's weird. It's is it almost cannibalism? What kind of? Don't they share like ninety eight percent? As long as it's not oh. a chimp. Yeah, a friendly chimp. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the end of <laughs> another great poison quiz. frog monkey dart quiz. Well, at least everyone's got that info they can take home with them and um, yeah, yeah they, probably probably do nothing with. The, these quizzes they're they're designed for um, they're designed for the listeners to take away back to their own office to provide some statistics and I want them to spread the word. <laughs> I want people to know how much monkey meat costs. Yeah. And just on the off chance, if you're in Surrey and the monkey's escaped, what's the best way to catch it? <laughs> people need to know these things. It's a life skill that's not taught in schools. I noticed you mentioned Surrey there. Do you know any other counties a bit further north of Watford or is, no. is they the only ones? No. Interesting. Not at all. He's thrown a kettle over a pub. What have you done? Steve, you uh, fancy some kettle over a pub? Of course. Always. Right, so Kettle Over a Pub is is basically about your office uh, achievements. So we want this to be a constant thread, a uh, constant strand through the podcast. So do please send in any office achievements that you guys are having out there. can be as, as, as big or as small as you like, but um, we just want to hear about them. Yeah, it's a bit like, a bit like when Finchie, as the title suggests, threw the Kettle Over a Pub. Exactly. We want to hear what things that you've done in the office that you're most proud of. You know, it could be, like Sam said, small, could be something really impressive, but yeah. get them into us. And, and, and anything's welcome. You know, we're we're a podcast of equality. There's there's no, um, you know, nothing's banned here, apart from the obvious. Yeah, sexism, which we hate. Exactly, we hate that. I've always said um, that. So this week's, uh, we've had uh, a tweet from Ben. Uh, so thanks, Ben. Um, and he mentioned that, or he's uh, he stated, he's claiming, we're not going to, we're not going to call him out. We, I trust him. He said that he's managed uh, 37 minutes of uninterrupted paid pooing. Paid which pooing. The paid poo, it caught my attention because that's, uh, that's a constant in the office, I think. The paid poo is probably the best one. We used to call it a pee-pee. A pee-pee. I'm just off for yeah. a pee-pee. And me and the lads, 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 we knew, we knew what we meant. But 37 minutes, that's, that's pretty good. It's brave, I think, to be away from your desk for that long. If you can get away with that, then that's that's great. Very depends where he works, I suppose. If he's a surgeon, midway through, he's, <laughs> he's had a blinder there. <laughs> yeah, not quite sure, Ben. But I, well, I hope you're not a surgeon. And if you are, I do hope you washed your hands. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think... I think that's a good start. I mean, we could we could challenge people for their um, their times using the hashtag paid poo. Paid poo. Um, you can contact us on Twitter at outofofficepod underscore. Uh, use the hashtag paid poo and there, send them through. Maybe start your timer on your yeah. phone. We want to see your times. We want to see picture your timer and maybe that <laughs> that classic sitting down trousers around the ankles. Absolutely. Oh, hello. Men and women. 
<laughs> Women are as dirty as men. All welcome. Women have to poo too. Um, but it actually reminded me um, and caught my attention basically because every day our postman comes to our office and uh, this happens. He he delivers his post, he walks in, he's got quite a bit of speed on his walk and me and my mate, we turn around and we look at him and we see him coming in and then he makes a beeline every time. He drops the post off and then he's straight into our toilets, postman. He's dropping off two packages. And we've started timing him. Two yeah, brown he's, parcels. He's dropping off more than that, I think. But he's he's in there for like, 25 30 minutes sometimes he's challenging ben <laughs> yeah maybe ben are you our postman <laughs> i've never asked him what his name is um, yeah it's i tell you what if you can get it in someone else's office toilet then that is that, an absolute that, incredible achievement that's the holy grail <laughs> being paid to poo in someone else's toilet fair well, play sometimes if another toilet's better than yours you you might think oh, i don't know is there a toilet better than your own there's two toilets you regularly use, probably yours at home, obviously. No, I mean in the office. And the office. Because the office one is off, often absolutely gopping. Yeah, ours are quite nice, to be fair. Uh, ours are maintained, but they're old. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't got like a nice cushioned seat or anything then? I can't imagine anything worse than a no. cushioned toilet seat. No, or a warm one. Yeah, warm's bad. Warm's bad, I mean, someone's already been. Warm, warm is a rough one, to be fair. I mean, there's... We could talk all day about pay poos, I yeah. think. But um let's not be coarse. <laughs> we're not here for that. So Ben, thank you. We salute you. Uh we'll try and give you a shout out if we dig through all of the uh the entries. But yeah, it started the ball rolling. Hopefully that kind of gives you an idea about what kettle over a pub will be. So yeah, send them in at out of office pod underscore on Twitter, or you can email us at out of office podcast at gmail dot com. He's trying to kettle over a pub, what have you done? So he's been pulled into the office and uh, Jenny's starting to get a little bit firm with him now, really, isn't she? She's um, Yeah, the voices are raised a little bit and she's, yeah. she's getting a little bit tougher. She is not happy. Um, to be fair, I think she should book an appointment. Yeah, I'm not going to... Barging into the I'm brunch. Not, I'm not going to call ahead. It's <laughs> no, not what I do. Um, but yeah, she's, uh, she's obviously, you know, to be fair to her, she's got a... She's got a tough decision to make, and she she's obviously under a bit of pressure. Mm-hmm. But Brent's um, Brent's taken it in his stride. Well, he's I'll he's already it. made redundancies. Julie Anderson, yeah. bless her, she's gone. Rest in peace. <laughs> she's um. not dead. <laughs> she never never existed. <laughs> no. And David starts uh, makes an interesting point here when he starts getting a little bit petty. He starts trying to undermine Neil with the uh, all purchases over a hundred will go through Neil, and he's oh that's okay. I was going to make it 90, but... Hundreds are right. Hundreds are right. So, Neil. Yeah, so I I think that's... He's trying to play himself off. Because, I mean, he's clearly um, threatened by the fact that Neil's making all these cuts and actually doing some some stuff in his branch. Actually doing some management. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's done, essentially, yeah, for... (laughs) All the while, they're still dancing outside. Tim's still still booging. Well, they're getting... well, I can't say they're getting the job done, but they're they're enjoying themselves. That's the main thing. And Dawn, look, Dawn's watching on, maybe a bit jealous. Looks a little bit forlorn, doesn't she? Yeah, she Tim's looks... Tim's getting attention from uh, from Donna, so we keep getting these sort of subtle hints that um, you know there's something there. Although we know she's with Lee, maybe she is a little bit interested. Uh, in, well, earlier in on Tim. they were playing with. He asked her to. She asked him to play with her, didn't she? Yeah, exactly. It's all flirting. Yeah. Dawn does um, get back amongst it with Tim, though, doesn't she, later on, when uh, they start going through Gareth's uh, discarded signs? Yeah, they sure do. She looks a lot happier then. 
Well, it's when they're having a bit of a laugh at Gareth. It binds them, doesn't it? <laughs> exactly. Uh, he started off with interrogation room. Uh, he went to interrogation office, investigation room, <laughs> investigation office, just for the... Uh, you really lost it here. Quiet, please. Investigation in process. Mm. Uh, silence. silence. Interrogation. That's <laughs> frightening. Uh, this is what he's gone for. Investigation and meeting room. Yeah, makes sense. My personal favourite, though, has to be Gareth Keenan investigates. After all that, you see uh, Jenny going down to the warehouse with, with David, trying to find out who this Julie Anderton who's, is. Who's Julie? Hashtag where's Julie? <laughs> Any Julie Andertons, get in touch. Can you imagine if Twitter was around in 2001? Brilliant. Was it around then? Definitely wasn't, was no. it? No. But what, well. what I love about this scene is the fact that um, David tries to be one of the lads. And it's, you see it throughout the whole scene. But it immediately comes in, Oi, Taffy. 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 <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. Mugged him up. Um, and then, yeah, even, even throughout, I can't believe some of the, the language that Taffy uses. Um, when he's talking to Jenny, talking about his dog Gaz gonna have to shag her next. <laughs> he likes some posh. Likes some posh. It's um, it's strange. Really. No one seems to have any kind of respect for her. It's like the guys are still dancing in the office when uh, when she's there. Um, the warehouse guys just crack on with their video that they're watching. It, I don't know if that's a sign of the time or if it's. I don't know, but it's weird, isn't it? Like you if, you're, if you're regional, Roxy, and all the you can't the boss's boss, you kind of you everyone sort of oh quick do some work look, yeah look, look busy look, look busy yeah you can't imagine um can't imagine getting away with that now oh, I don't no think, chance I don't think my manager would let me um basically say that oh, what she wants my dog to <laughs> watch his dog sh shagging other dogs anyway <laughs> that's that should be on fetish quiz yeah that's a fetish quiz and <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine you can come up with something there I can try. Maybe uh, the next week. What's the biggest searched dog on dog porn? Oh, it's weird. Yeah, I don't want to know, actually. <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> okay, so after Jenny drags David back off and uh, he gets him one last bit about he might have to shag her now. I might have to now. Um, she needs a good shagging. <laughs> <laughs> we go back up to Gareth, continuing on his investigation. The investigation carries on. Um, again, this time with Donna. Um Interesting point in this when he's asked about office romances because he's he's clearly trying to pull Donna. Um, he's asked about office romances and then he says about that he's had loads. Yes, I've had office romances. <laughs> loads. Not here. Another place I worked at. Good looking ones as well. But they're not a good idea. Office romances. It's like shitting on your own doorstep. He almost sounds like the kid at school, you know, um, oh, my, my girlfriend goes to another school oh, or yeah. I've pulled loads of girls from other schools they're all stunners <laughs> absolutely uh, never any proof yeah I mean we, to be fair we do see him a bit later on in another episode where he's he's pulled the uh, the woman in chasers <laughs> oh yeah with, with the uh, the husband that she wants to watch <laughs> but, um, we see how that turns out but yeah we, why we, is he interviewing uh, Donna anyway I mean she, he yeah. knows that she was there when the email was open a good point just, so clearly his agenda is just a bit one-to-one -one time that's fair enough it's a it's a uh, a fair enough he's a man of the world technique. Isn't he? Yeah. pulling technique yeah although <laughs> pretending or trying to uh prove to someone that you're their boss maybe isn't the um isn't the best way isn't schinder's list a beautiful film 
in this room, I have special... Needs? No, I am a special... Needs child? No, and that's not even funny. He is right. It's not It's not funny. Yeah. Um, Please don't make fun of the disabled. <laughs> I love it. Tim basically dispatches of his uh, interrogation technique there, doesn't he? He's not letting him have it at all. Yeah, absolutely shuts him down with facts and reasoning. Again, another poor decision from t- uh, from Gareth, though. Why interview Tim and Dawn together? He's, he's asking, shown a weakness. You're asking for trouble there. They're bound to gang up on you. That doesn't stop him blaming Tim, though, does it? Pins, ne- it, pins it all on Tim, doesn't he? The next scene we see him. To um, be fair, with, uh, with good reason. Yeah, decent detective he's, skills. He's, he's done a, the Steve quiz level of research, to be yeah. fair. He's gone through. I mean, I think this is where we also see a bit where you start to question what Brent's been looking at on his computer. <laughs> he starts asking about um, the search history and that they should delete it. Yeah, don't, don't, need, like to, don't need to show me. I, that's fine. It's fine. We'll yeah. Do it later. There's definitely something dodgy going on there. He needs to um, take note from what you said last week, incognito. Yeah. The wank tab. The wank tab. Perfect. I don't know if that was around then, though. That's the problem. No, nah, private browsing. Was that, yeah, was that there? What pervert introduced that? <laughs> Imagine that feedback. Uh, yeah, internet's great. Um, <laughs> need some more privacy for uh, masturbation, though, please. <laughs> yeah, and that's where um, Gareth, when he, he finally pins it on her, and uh, Brent's disappointed. Jenny obviously seems a little bit furious um, and starts to question David at this point and says, if you're not man enough to do your job, I'll do it for you. Yeah, exactly. It's where he, uh, he gets up, tries to show a little bit of strength, um, and it, as usual... Backfires. Sort of, yeah. It's funny, because when he introduces uh, Gareth to the task, he puts his best man on the job earlier, you hear him say, don't go steaming in, don't, uh, don't go jumping to conclusions, basically. Yeah. And he's been done been done by his own advice or not taking his own advice I should say he loves a floppy disk again <laughs> great reference from those days floppy disks that's where it ages the episode doesn't yeah. it you ah. start floppy disks <laughs> literally I wonder how many listeners have ever used or heard of floppy disk it's an interesting oh, there'll, there'll be a there'll be a fair there's got to be some hardcores isn't there that are yeah. around in, the, in those get, days get in touch on twitter if you still use floppy disks <laughs> and what sort of grot you've got on them <laughs> There's no other reason to be keeping floppy disks around, you perverts. <laughs> Are you, know, you going to apologise to Tim? Say about families, you don't have to, in a way. So. Are you going to apologise to Tim? I have, in a way. Are I'm you going to apologise now? Yes. So that's where Tim gets his apology of sorts. Of sorts. Shouldn't have to. It's, um... It's quite meek, isn't it? And it's a little bit pathetic. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the fact that once it's Finchy, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. There's um, Malcolm again. Malcolm's yeah. there, just calling him out. <laughs> he's a everything. prick, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> really don't like Malcolm. Um, yeah, he's he's once it's Finchy, it's suddenly it's it's it is hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. It's uh, it's, it's hilarious. It's it's, the point. It's just um, you know we should laugh with women. At work, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way he digs himself out of it is incredible. To be fair, um, but of course he's got to see it. He's got to see it through, hasn't he? Jenny's asked him to, or called him out, said he's not yeah. man enough. So he's, he's got to get rid of a good rep because he, of the joke. He's got a fire finchy. You know, you know what? I'll do. Can't, can't use you again. Yep, because of the joke. <laughs> and you know, to be honest, I can't tolerate. I'm gonna to have to pass on. Thanks, 
answered by accurist will be 4, 21, and 40 seconds. Pathetic. Is it? So he's he's not called Finchie. He's tried to play the big bollocks, but Jenny, again, has called him out. Yeah, she's rumbled him. The fact that she even thought to do that goes to show that she must have had little doubts about his ability to do it in the first place. Wasn't talking clock one one two three? Was it one two three? No sure. idea. I I always remember we used to go to the phone box and ring talking clock just for fun when we were very young. You grew up in the Cotswolds. <laughs> yeah. Not much that, to do there, was there? That was the one phone box in a like a twenty mile <laughs> radius that, that was fun. Um, so yeah, she must have seen him dial it surely. Yeah, good point. Maybe I don't know, but either way, she knew straight away as well. Let him go through the whole spiel, and then he's uh, an absolute it. mare, isn't he? And then <laughs> when it when it goes through the second time, and he's just stood there, phone in hand, <laughs> just looking a little bit sad, and everyone starts to disperse. Yeah, it's um, it's awkward. It's that cringe that you expect from the office. Bless him. What do you think? Great episode. Yeah, I think. There's a lot in there, isn't there, this one? We find out a lot more about Brent and um, the pressure again just starts to mount even more now. Uh, we heard about the redundancies before. Now we know that the other branch or Neil, the other manager, starting to make changes, starting to make things happen. Um, and all Brent can do is is lie, get caught dancing and be caught on the on the phone to the talking clock. So it's not having a good time of it. It's not, it's not great, but from my point of view... It's a it's a brilliant episode. It's got so many quotable moments. Um, there's all sorts of things that I mean we're, we're terrible about it anyway. Anyway, but every everything can be related to the office. Absolutely. We were talking on um, talking on Twitter to someone saying that basically every every situation in life can have an office quote attributed to it. Ah, oh, I'm sure. And it's it's not far wrong. we're we're dining out on those clips loving it absolutely let us know if you're enjoying our Twitter account as well we'd like (laughs) to think that we're we're entertaining just to chill out entertainers I'm sure we are if you're enjoying Out of Office um, there are a few of you listening which is always good Um, Uh, that does help yeah it certainly makes things a lot less lonely Um, but we're we're now on iTunes we should be on all your podcasting platforms Um, get in touch with us on, on Twitter at out of office pod underscore or get in touch on uh, out of office podcast at gmail.com for all your uh, feature ideas or your yeah all kettle your over th- a pub this week good one paid poo if you want to hashtag us paid poo I think that'll be uh, some fun we can have this week um, we will be running Canterbury Tales as well so uh, we want to hear your office pranks I think we um, we briefly uh, mentioned that in episode one so yeah, any office pranks that you've ran on anyone, anything that maybe has been done on you that you loved, um, again, send those through and we can start to talk about them. We want to hear um, your Gareth's questions as well. I mean, one thing I came across this week, what would be the, the worst bird to be locked in a car with? <laughs> what do you reckon? I reckon um, the swan's got to be up there. I was going to say the missus. Um, Ooh. Ooh, she's not listening, don't worry. It's all right. We'll cut it out <laughs> if she is. <laughs> yeah, we'll let it do that. <laughs> we'll be back soon for episode three. The quiz. One Thanks. that I'm, I'm really looking forward to doing. Perfect. Thanks for listening, guys. See, See you soon. At the third stroke, the time sponsored by Accurist will be 4, 21, and 50 seconds.